Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schellenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve is the number one national best-selling author. He's successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for organizations around the world, an executive coach, the father of six, and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Here is Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. Wherever you might be in the world today, this is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we have a gifted, caring, talented guest with us today. He is a leader, an entrepreneur, a financial wizard, and a philanthropist. Welcome with me today, Kit Sumner. Nice to be here, Steve. I don't know about the financial wizard part, but I'm certainly big in advocacy. <laughs> well, good. Well, this is going to be somewhat of a uh, different podcast uh, than we typically hold. Uh, I'm just going to give a little story as a background, and then we'll introduce Kit. Uh, Kit is a close personal friend. Uh, I admire him greatly and uh, so thrilled that he'd be with us. But we're going to talk about a subject that uh, he has helped me uh feel such a passion about and has increased my awareness of it a great deal, and that is preventing child abuse, particularly sexual child abuse. Uh, it's something really that can affect every single one of us. Uh, I, Roxanne and I are blessed to have 16 grandchildren with another one on the way. Uh, eight of those or nine of those are girls and uh, seven are boys. But I worry about this all the time. I've seen what sexual abuse or physical abuse of any time, type, even emotional abuse, what impact, what a, a terrible tragedy that it can be uh, and uh, often is in a life. So I hope that our listeners will really appreciate this podcast today as we're going to talk about how your children uh, how can we prevent child abuse? That's the whole idea. So before we jump into it, I'd like to introduce uh, Kit. This is uh, somewhat of a background. Uh, first of all, he uh, graduated from the University of Virginia School of Law with his Juris Doctorate degree and also received a bachelor's degree from Brown University. Uh, he has spent much of his professional life in the financial industry, particularly in mortgage banking. Uh, he has served, for example, as a on a board of directors of seven different institutions at least. He can correct that later. But he's also been the Mortgage Bankers Association of America president and served on their board for a number of times. Uh, and in addition to that, he was president and uh, operated uh, the... Uh, Cross and a Mortgage Corporation. Is, is that how you say that, Kit? Crossland more, uh, Savings, right? Right. Crossland Savings and then Crossland Mortgage. Right. Uh, he has so much experience in uh, so many different ways in working with employees, leading organizations. 
he has a wonderful wife, Molly. They have two children and now five grandchildren. So uh, we're thrilled to have you here, Kit. Um, it's great you're doing this, Steve. Okay, so before we get uh, started, please tell our listeners about your background so that people can get to know you a little a little bit better. Uh, perhaps uh, where you were raised and as you reflect on your life, what were some of the key turning points that have ended up having a big impact on your future? Sure. Well, I, I was born and raised in Salt Lake. I was uh, fortunate enough to go back east to school uh, where in law school I met my wife. Uh, she was, this was in 1971 when we graduated. She was one of the very few women in law at that time. Most law schools now have half or more than half their students uh, female. Uh, I gave up the law to go into banking. I, my, my Molly and I practiced law in Los Angeles with great big law firms and we kind of got tired of passing each other in the night, not having our lives as our own. So I was lucky, again, fortunate enough to get into banking and then uh, was certainly challenged and thrown into the savings and loan banking crisis of the 80s. Uh, I'm working with a, it was actually a, a person with Lehman Brothers, now defunct, one of the big Wall Street firms. We merged uh, the bank I was running with another bank and then uh, bought a uh, with two venture capital firms, uh, one of whom was Kohlberg and Company, uh, bought the mortgage company that I then ran, which we then later sold to a bank. Uh, and I retired, uh, I think in retrospect, a little bit too early, but uh, I retired. <laughs> Uh, in 2000 at the age of 55, and uh, that began a whole other chapter in my life, uh, which, I'll, uh, which I think is uh, interesting. I, uh, you know, turning points in my life, Steve had asked uh, what they might have been, and, you know, obviously coming from Salt Lake, education was a big factor in my life. I was lucky enough to have a high school uh, headmaster teacher who was uh, a real uh, benefactor of mine in terms of my educational career. Meeting my wife in law school uh, was, you know, a huge, huge plus for me. Uh, but then retirement hit, and I ran into a really, really difficult uh, chapter, and it had as its headline, depression. And I couldn't figure out why I was depressed. I had always been able to succeed and do well and everything, and I found out that that was part of my, uh, my therapy, in a sense, is that I was able to turn into a workaholic to avoid the one thing that had really uh, been part of my psyche for a long time that I didn't realize, and that was my childhood sexual abuse. And I, I was sexually abused by both my mother and father. Uh, that is a statistic that is out there, about 30 to 40% of 
the victims of child sexual abuse uh, are abused by their parents. And that is a really, really difficult thing to deal with because your parents, I mean, who do you go to in a difficult time but your parents? Uh, and in my case, uh, I, I just buried it. And um, But you can't run from childhood sexual abuse. And it, sooner or later it gets to you. And it uh, it came crawling out of its cave and really clobbered me uh, about five, six years into my uh, in in into my retirement. So I, Steve, I don't know what else. Okay, well, that's no, a that's a quick that's a heck of overview. a start. I mean, we're we're into it now, uh, and so let's just keep going. Our our certainly our listeners have a feel for your professional background, and you touch so many lives for good. Uh, and uh, I've known uh, Kit through a professional organization, the Young Presidents Organization and World Presidents Organization, and we've been in the same forum. And uh, so I know him from a lot of different aspects. Uh, but let's really focus the rest of our time, I think, and I think our listeners would appreciate this learning from this. Uh, and by the way, I, I, I'm so grateful that Kit is willing to be open about this because I, I just could not have uh, imagined that. I you know, did not have that, fortunately, that experience. So first of all, how does it, uh, how does that, how did you discover that this was an issue? How did, you know, you had buried it, you focused on uh, education, you focused on professional and your own family aspects. So how did this surface? How did you become aware with it? And how did you deal with it, first of all, when, when it did come up? Well, uh, thanks to my wife, uh, she just she couldn't understand why this person she had married had turned into this depressed soul. And uh, it, it, she, it was just a different person. Uh, depression has so many different facets. It is not a an A to B uh, formula. Uh, so having the right therapist that can help you is so important. But you know, in my case, I was fortunate enough since I had no clue what. I mean, you, you get so buried in it. You know, you don't. I did. I wasn't seeking personal help, but my wife certainly sought it for me. And uh, the therapist said. Uh, picked it off right away. Uh, were you sexually abused as a child? I mean, you know, you give them your background, but I had always never talked about that. Uh, you know, it was, it just wasn't anything I wanted to disclose. My mother was an alcoholic. That seemed to be the worst of all, uh, but it was just one contributing factor. Uh, and after I went through this with uh, this therapist, he said, you know, if I were to give your, uh, and this is shortcutting a lot of information, but he said, if I were to give your case to 100 psychologists, 99 of them uh, would say that I would either be dead or locked up somewhere. So I feel really lucky that I was able to get through this. And I think it really shows how important it is that this, that sexual abuse, the trauma of it and all, be dealt with at an early age. The earlier, the better. And with sexual abuse being headlined now in most papers, I mean, sports teams have it. You look at the U.S. 
Olympic gymnastics team, the abuse that went on there. Uh, you know, you have these various colleges, and people now are more and more aware of the fact that one in three to four girls uh, and one in five to six boys will be sexually abused by the time they're 18. And yeah, let's that, just stop there. I mean, that's a that is a mind blower. And so think yeah. think about those people in your own life. One in three, and one out of did you say five and six? One in four, yeah, one in three to four uh, women and okay. five to six uh, men. And sexual abuse, you know, is is really any form of sexual, you know, inappropriate sexual activity. It, it does not have to be or mean uh like intercourse you know it's it's the traumatic impact is you know has no uh no boundaries okay and how old were you when do you know how old you were when this started and when did it end yes i was uh, eight to ten years old and you know that's that's an age that you know i i found with certainly my in the various uh, support groups that I've been in, that, that's not, that's, you know, it's childhood sexual abuse where most of it uh, begins because, you know, you stand next to a four foot eight year old, uh, you, you tower over that person. And that person, you know, think of when you were a small kid, you know, you looked up to everybody and you looked up to your parents for guidance and support and nurturing. Yep, yep. And to have that uh, violated uh, oh, is something that is is you know it's indescribable. But you know it it the good the good news is uh, that if you know you're able to uh, get therapy, get treatment at a young age, you, you've got a much much better chance of, uh, you know, dealing with it. But I think the bottom line right now is that, you know, given the statistics, and and as Steve, as you said, it is mind-blowing. It is child sexual abuse is an epidemic. I call it the silent epidemic Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to talk about it. It's a nasty, nasty subject. Right. Now, uh, and thank you for uh, talking about what a victim needs to do. Let's take that a little bit further. What would your advice, first of all, be to a, a victim of of uh, sexual abuse or uh, abuse of any any type? How can they find the right help? You talked about the importance of finding somebody who really knows what they're doing. So what would your advice be to a victim, somebody that's had this happen to them, and how do they get their life back on track? Well, they're sort of different stages here. If you have been, I mean, for children, uh, I mean, most of the, we start with the fact that most cases of uh, child sexual abuse are not reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It, it, you, these children, you know, just stuff, stuff it inside. So as a parent, uh, you really look, need to learn uh, listening skills. Okay. Uh, and ask your children open-ended questions. And their telltale signs 
uh, I mean, any child that seems to suddenly be acting different uh, or whatever. So you, you talk to, to uh, any therapist, anyone who deals with this whole family safety issue, uh, they will say, you've got to, as a parent, listen. In terms of finding help, uh, there are, the good news is that since there has been so much research and development of this issue in the last 20 years, uh, there are a lot of specialists now, and the Internet is a great resource for that. However, and I, I, I want to point this out, there are some charlatans out there. There are some therapists who, you know, they go to school for two years, uh, graduate school, and suddenly they're experts in every part of the mind. I don't agree. You know, this is a day of specialization. So you want somebody who specializes in, has training in sexual trauma. Okay. Uh, there are neurological uh, issues that are that result from this trauma, and, and you really need somebody who knows what they're doing. Okay. Uh, well, that's very helpful. So, uh, and you brought up this this part of the parents uh, really paying attention, and I might add the grandparents as well uh, paying yes. attention. So, how can parents uh, or adults protect their children? So, one of them is listening. You know, being really aware. So, what else can parents do to protect their children? Right, and, and uh, I think the prevention. Uh, umbrella has under it, yeah, the, the, what parents, it's number one, what parents, what can they do? And the first is just making your children aware of the issue. You know, awareness brings with it knowledge and, uh, and, under, and un, an understanding, hopefully, of what this epidemic is all about. Uh, there are a lot of uh, things that a parent can do, and I, I kind of subscribe to the, uh, I like this for a young child, uh, the idea of a bathing suit, uh, and if a child has been touched in any of the bathing suit areas, that, that is, that's inappropriate. And if you talk to a child about the, if that happens to you, please let me know, uh, you know, that is is a huge factor in in uh, dealing with it. Uh, your your child is is in most cases you're going to figure out something's amiss. You know the other is like with sleepovers or who their friends are. You know check them out. Uh, check out these who these people are. Where your child is uh, doing their sleepover. Who who's that sort of thing. There are a lot of, uh, again, predators uh, come in all sorts and sizes. And the other thing to keep in mind is that predators do a lot of grooming. Uh, you know, it takes, they, they are willing to wait and groom for, in some cases, years uh, a victim before they strike. So uh, any signs of people uh, doing anything that might be inappropriate should uh, just send off all sorts of uh, flares. Yeah, and is there a profile of predators? You know, there really isn't. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I read the paper like most people do every day, and 
you know, it's uh, you see the sexual assaults that go on, uh, you know, at, at the best schools in the country. Uh, Stan, you know, there, there was an article today about a Stanford uh, student and how the school mishandled the assault. There are cases of teachers, uh, you know, you read of teachers molesting grade school students. Uh, it, obviously, you know, you've. If I were, as I look at my grandchildren and you, Steve, the same, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at teachers. I'm looking at anyone who who has uh, a sort of a place card in the child's life, and there's nothing wrong with just keeping a very discerning eye out for this sort of thing, because again, uh, you know, they don't walk, predators don't walk around or with a big sign on their forehead that I'm going to get your child. Right. Uh, and uh, is there an age, uh, what age can you start communicating with your children about this? Oh, I think at any, at, you know, the youngest age is, as I said, where you're talking about a lot of uh, organizations like uh, Prevent Child Abuse Utah, they do age-appropriate training and they start in uh, kindergarten. Okay. And they show the they do it with dolls and show where inappropriate inappropriate touching is. And the kids, you know, they it's really interesting to see how quickly the kids pick up on it and understand. So there's a lot of age appropriate uh, uh, training that goes on. The other thing, and, and I'll, this is something that has just happened in Utah. Uh, the legislature passed a bill requiring sexual abuse training of teachers and parents. Uh, An incredible, I think, piece of legislation. Unfortunately, it didn't deal with students, but there will certainly be a cascade effect uh, into students. And Prevent Child Abuse Utah has developed an online course, and anyone listening to this can go to Prevent Child Abuse Utah's website and take the course. Uh, and it is the, the, it has been received with overwhelming uh, success and appreciation by the school districts uh, and anyone taking it. It's it's very educational and very interesting. And uh, uh, you know, I, I, I again, it's you want the more people that are aware. I, I think the less perpetrators there are going to be because you you narrow the field these perpetrators know that the greater the awareness the the less likely they're going to be thinking of that they can get away with something okay yeah that is uh, best protection is uh, this preparation and communication ahead of time and i and I'm, I'm grateful that we are so ahead of the curve on this uh you know the uh, prevent child abuse and that is a great site uh, people can go on that wherever they'd like to go, uh, you know, to find additional resources. Now, what can children do to protect themselves? So as we're parents, grandparents, friends, teaching the children how to protect themselves, what can we say to them? Well, I, uh, the younger children, uh, one of the things that I really like in, in approach is uh, some of the educators have, sa- uh, have said, listen to your uh-oh feelings. And, you know, if you show them where they shouldn't be touched and it's, 
feels in any form or fashion like an uh uh-oh, that shouldn't be happening, then they need to report it. And you want to uh, dialogue and talk to your children in, in such a form that they know that they can come to you if they suspect or feel uh, and uh, obviously the older you get and the more you're uh, dealing with uh, people who really understand what the issues are, uh, then of course you you go to, uh, it, it's much easier to just, you know, it, you, you know what's inappropriate because you've been told. You, you Your parents hopefully have taken you through the steps, shown you that this is an epidemic, that the chances of this happening uh, are real. I mean, the yeah, yeah, absolutely. You started out with this. It is mind blowing. Yep. How prevalent this is, and keep in mind, it is an un an underreported crime. Okay. Uh, all right. Now let's shift gears a little bit on this. And thanks for that advice. It's great advice. Um, and if someone listening uh, today uh, either has caused the abuse uh, or knows somebody that has, how do they stop and what can you recommend for them? Well, statistics, there are a lot of statistics on this, uh, and they've shown uniformly that the sooner uh, a, a perpetrator can get help, the better. And there are trained therapists out there. There are there are programs that they can take, uh, and they have been shown to be very, very effective. Okay, great. Uh, that's that's hopeful. Yeah, the recidivism uh, of people who go of perpetrators who go through these uh, through the ther- you know a, a bona fide ther- therapeutic program, uh, the recidivism rate is is actually very low. Obviously, there are other perpetrators, you know, there are perpetrators for whom there is no hope. And the other thing about perpetrators that I have found to be, uh, again, just uh, astonishing is that, and, and a lot of this has come through, you know, the Catholic Church with all the priests that were molesting uh, kids and all that, but the statistics have been that there are a perpetrator will have around 50 to 150 victims. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Yeah. So it's not a one-off uh, issue. So you know, it's a, the whole subject is very scary and just, I think, absolutely speaks to how important it is that you're aware of it and you discuss it with your kids okay uh and thank you for bringing that up and i might just uh, add uh if somebody is listening uh to this podcast that has this uh i encourage you to have the courage to go get help to get it done to make the decision to come forward and get it out of your life because there's hope that's really what becoming your best is all about that there's a happier day in front of us, but it is by being aligned with doing the right things. And, and I just want to promise you, if you can break the chain, 
It's definitely intergenerational and uh, will not only bless you, but of course uh, prevent the tremendous trauma that can come to other people. Now, Steve, I just want to say, sooner, if you're sexually abused, you cannot run from the effects of it. It will get you sooner or later. So the sooner you can be treated, the sooner you can help someone else get treated, the better their chances of, of going on to lead a normal, healthy, being the best of the best life uh, that, that they'll have. Okay, well, that's great. And I'm glad that you brought this part up because uh, I have known a number of people, that, including you, that uh, have uh, gone through this abuse and been a victim and are wonderful, great people and really making a difference in life today. They've dealt with it. Uh, they've taken it on, and I've heard them express their their personal peace. So is there hope? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, I am always uh, surprised, I guess is the right word, at how many people I talk to after I share my story or talk about this who say either they are a victim, they've never really talked about it, before this is the first time they've talked about it, or they know someone in their family, uh, it, it's it is the norm. And again, you look at the statistics, and you, yeah, you, it is the norm to have this found out. But I think you know more and more uh, we are aware of the issue. There is so much talk and. Uh, I mean, it's a real crusade and a fight against this that's going on. And with the Internet and modern uh, communication, what it is, uh, the, the, that's one of the real positive effects of this whole campaign. It's hard to hide from the information that is out there now. Okay. Well, uh, Kit, thank you for being so open and, and being such a valuable resource for me. Uh, and for those that uh, are listening, uh, how and I can't believe our time's already up, but how can our listeners learn more about what you're doing and prevent child abuses doing? Well, I, I would encourage them to go on the Prevent Child Abuse Utah website, uh, read all about that that they can. For uh, men who are survivors or victims of sexual abuse, Male Survivor is a great website, a great resource. There are women uh, uh, sites on the Internet as well. Uh, there are weekends of recovery that these various organizations have. You know, there is so much out there that is, uh, that is happening and growing uh, in dealing with the issues. So there are resources. Do not, if you're a victim, don't feel alone and don't pull inward, push outward, and, and go to these sites and get help. And for those who are parents in positions of trust and, and responsibility, a lot of information for you. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, Kit, for being part of this show today. The ideas you've shared can be helpful literally to every single person. And, and I'd like to just pause and also thank not only Kit, but all of those who have joined ARMS throughout the world to provide help and a resource and to lift others and to give hope. Uh, on behalf of all the listeners, we thank you.
Now, and I might add to everybody else, the real purpose of this idea as we think about becoming your best is this is one more area that we work on, that regardless of the challenges and setbacks we have in life, that we, this whole spirit, the mindset of good, better, best, never let it rest till the good is better and the better is best, so much applies not only here, but in every other area, that there is hope, that the best lies in front of us. So it's been uh, great to have Kit on the line today, and I want to thank each one of you as well, because each one of you is making a difference every single day of your life. I'm Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best, wishing you a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.